It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, everybody, here we go! We're ready. Thank you, Terrence. I'm here, too. Hi. Bev still hasn't... Bev has worked... (laughs) In this studio, well, we've been I here for about to, a year and a half. I didn't even know how to turn my microphone on. I've never sat here before. <sighs> but every time the people who do, you always hear them getting yelled at for not turning on their microphone. You're assuming that I pay attention. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, whatever. Despite Yay, the, I'm here too. <laughs> despite the rough start Bev is having, we are here. We are ears up, and we are ready to please you uh, in ways you've never imagined before. With information. Relax, Terrence. It's fun. <laughs> It's okay. Look, this isn't one of my more, uh, you know, amazing intros, but, you know, it is what it is. It's different. They're all unique in their own way. How come he gets to have control over the soundboard? Like, I feel like that was a perfect moment where we could just be like, Jason, down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, Because I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm amazing. I'm Kanye West. I'm going to run for president alongside Kanye. I will reach over there and turn you down. JP and Yeezy for pre- for Prez Vice Prez. You can't spell America. Could you imagine? You can't spell America. <laughs> like, I've been thinking about this lately. This is not an official Terrence things, but okay. I've been thinking about like. And I hope I. <laughs> uh, I don't want to offend anyone out there in politics land, but like, okay. if for some reason um, Donald Trump, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Lost it for a second. Yeah, you sure did. If he accidentally won and he was our president, <laughs> accidentally, yeah. like it would be a big oh, accident. Man. Like, how many people would go to Canada, or uh, just like get the heck out of well, here? Well, there were a record number of people moving to Canada when Obama won. So yeah. you should ask them how it's going. <laughs> hey, I have friends in Canada, and it seems like a pretty sure nice did. place. It does. I would move to Canada right now. We could probably afford to live there. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I think it's actually quite difficult as an American to move to Canada. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, they don't Probably. want our guy. No. That's why it's so nice. It's not diffi- <laughs> it's not difficult to move, but it's difficult to move if Legally? you actually want to have a job. Uh, yes, because you have to prove that no Canadian can really do what you can do. Oh, really? Canada. Yeah, yeah. I had a buddy who's uh, he was in Canada. His wife was a nurse here in the states, and she couldn't get over because they're saying, "Well, we have a plethora of nurses." Really? So we really don't need you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, and people call Trump crazy for wanting to only bring over people who can do jobs, huh? Harumph! Right? I don't no. know. I didn't get a from that one. No. Whatever. You cray. I don't really care. You cray. I mean, my thing on the on the presidential debates is I'm not going to worry about it until one of them becomes the nom. Then then let's then then, then let's we'll start start freaking out investing a little bit because right now there's what like 16 people in and the we'll running. Start looking at shacks for sale. Yeah. Start looking at Shaq for president. Shaq. Oh, <laughs> that's better than Kanye. Right. <laughs> Anyone who can star in Space Jam oh. deserves my vote. Okay, so Shaq wasn't in Space Jam. That was my he was, in, he was in Shazam. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, I meant to tell you. You know uh, these like mental, uh. these mental. Yeah, I met Shaq. We hung out, and had burgers. It was just right, right outside of Panola. I didn't call you. Um, these like mental. I'm joking. These mental floss things that were like, uh, you know, the the oldest websites still right. operable. Space yeah. Jam website still operable. You know why? No. Because they're doing a reboot with LeBron James, but I think it's always, but I think it's been been oh, for the entire time. Yeah, is that, it's, it's not like the first prodigy? time I've seen it. Huh. It's is just that the same I believe thing. I can fly song playing in the background because I, I could go for our, that. Our, our Wait, how does that song go? I can't I go for that. I believe I can fly. 
thought you were going to go for it. No, I'm done. We're done. <laughs> we good. Whatever. Um, thanks for joining us. Like I said, I'm going through my notes here. Uh, we are on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. There was something I was going to talk to you good people about, and I forgot. Oh, I think it was really just... Uh, Spread the word for ears up, man. We've gotten a lot of downloads recently. Yeah. Uh, we keep growing, which is amazing. Uh, but it really just takes a, a you peep, you find people, you lovely people out there in radio podcast land to just spread the word. You know, if you have a Disney friend or a Disney fan that you know about or someone through someone's grandma's cousin uh, goes to Disneyland every once in a while, tell us about the tell them about our little podcast here. Would uh, it'd be much appreciated? And um, you know, we need new uh, we need new ears, man. Um. We're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, of course. Uh, if you have feedback on the show, we'd love to hear about feedback, and we do read about it uh, on the show. Uh, send it to Taryn, T-A-R-E-N, at earsup-podcast.com. Send compliments. Uh, Conrad, Terrence over here, was complaining that he didn't get any more compliments. Um, it's been a while. He wants. Uh, I would like to compliment you on your complaining. Oh, thank you. Uh, please, send, please send that compliment, Taryn, to <laughs> Terrence, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E. At earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi to Bev over at hi. Bev at earsuppodcast.com. <laughs> and anything else you have related to the show or, uh, you know, if you just want to, um, I don't know, tell me how awesome I am. Uh, Jason, earsup-podcast.com. Excuse me. Uh, don't forget to check out the blog. We have some cool Disneyland info like our Disneyland animated classics review. Now, I will say... Uh, I've been talking about this for like four shows, and I haven't done mine, so we're kind of stuck on number two, uh, which is Pinocchio. <laughs> but it's there. Terrence did a really good job about talking about Pinocchio. Uh, but I'll be honest, man, Fantasia was mine, which is number three, which is the third full-length feature um, animated Disney you know, movie. Uh, and it, most of it's garbage. And I don't, yeah. and I fell asleep watching it, and I don't want to go back and finish the last like forty-five minutes. Uh, which I, it, maybe that's the review. It's shocking to me that I wouldn't want to go back and watch a cartoon because I really enjoy cartoons. But this, it's just I, I don't want to do it. So uh, that's my fault, folks. Like like most everything around here. Uh, support <laughs> us, please. We need the help of either you know throwing us new listeners or shopping on Amazon through our link. We get a little cut of what you guys buy. And, no charge to you, but it helps us out a lot, actually. Uh, we have reoccurring donations. We just got a new reoccurring donor uh, for a dollar a month, and I don't care. I think that's, I great. Think that's great. This person could only spare a buck uh, to our show, and I love that. I appreciate it very much. So we're not asking for a lot, man, but uh, every little bit helps. So totally. uh, cruise on over to our site, and you can either be a reoccurring donor or just throw a couple bucks at us, even five bucks uh, one time. That's fine with us, man, whatever. Uh, also on the um, – on the uh, what is it? It's a website. Thank you. Uh, we have Cove Ears. You can, uh, there's a link for Cove Ears, which are our really cool stretchable designer covers for each of your Mickey Mouse ears on your Mickey Mouse hats. They're uh, all sorts of fun colors and patterns and all that kind of stuff. So it's just a really cool way to dress up your, your classic Mickey Mouse uh, ears whenever you're at your next Disney park. And also, our new thing, churro shirts. Yes. Churro shirts. Do you like churros? Sure, we all do. But now you can own churros on your shirts. That's right, shirts. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's a little Disneyland castle, but you know, made out of churros, man. And instead of that annoying little pixie dust, not that little blonde, what is it? Elf? Fairy? Fairy, thank you. Um, it's not pixie dust, it's churro dust. And uh, we really like it, but that also helps us too. So, you know, if you want to get something from your, uh, you know, from your experiences giving us some cash, uh, buy a churro shirt. It'd be great. 
Uh, I have four. You have four what? <laughs> churro shirts. You do have four churro shirts. <laughs> Different right. colors? That's right. No. <laughs> no, same color. I am all, well, all the same I'm color, too. I'm kind of boring. Too. Good. Well, like, the first one was like, we were, it was just a test, and we're like, oh, okay, this doesn't really look good, and then we had some compression problems with our image, and then we did it again, and then we changed it, and we did it again, and it, it's a whole thing. Um, so this is show number 48, and we are gearing up for our 50th show, everybody. 50th show. So that's, what, two years? Two years, yeah. yeah. So what is 50? Is that diamond? No. 60 is diamond, obviously. Yeah. Disneyland. 50 is, I don't know. Gold? Maybe. Uh, give me the gold. Well, it's only our two, it's only our second year. I don't care. Oh, We're yeah. talking about episode-wise. It's going to be gold. It's fine. I think second year is like wood or something. <laughs> or paper. It's like something stupid. Um, but uh, Terrence had a great idea. We're going to do a little awards show. And I don't know when we're going to be able to record this show because Taryn and I, for you live listeners, we're going to be going on our honeymoon after uh, you know late September. So you won't hear a live show for a couple weeks now. Um, but uh, in the meantime, uh, after you know tonight and before we come back, I'm going to send out like a little survey uh, that has some you know categories that uh, we're looking for nominations on. Like uh, what are the categories? I don't even remember anymore. Best blog post is one. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. best blog best, post. Best guest, I yeah, think. Best guest is another one. Yeah. Best uh, segment. Oh, you have them all. No, I'm just I'm just oh, real okay. smart. She's just super smart. <laughs> you don't even know. She yeah. is super <laughs> the smart. The Terrence Awards. So for. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So pulling a Terrence. Yeah. So if you pull the Terrence, which is having a churro in each themed land, which I think there's what eight or seven. How many are there? In, in there's six, seven. Seven. That's uh, that's an award right there. Yeah. You win an award. Uh, best segment. Yeah, best contestant in our, some of our games. Uh, most involved listener, which I think will be pretty cool. Uh, we also have worst segment, which maybe we'll do because I, I don't think my ego could take uh, you guys just naming every segment we've ever done. Uh, <laughs> best park addi- <laughs> a, a, a addition, best park subtraction, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it'll be fun. You know, if you guys want to fill it out, that'd be cool. And then for our 50th show, stay tuned for that because uh, – we're going to uh, have a cool little award show. It'll be, a, it'll be a good time, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I feel like I feel like once you're once you're ready to do an awards show, yeah. you've hit this certain level of of um podcast <coughs> fame. Legitimacy? Yeah, that's the <laughs> word I was looking for. I was like fame is not going to really cut it. That sounds really um We're legit. Self- self-centered too legit, too legit. To <laughs> too legit. we are too legit to quit i was gonna do the finger motions but i don't actually it's like too legit too legit, too legit to quit too legit to how quit. do you not know that hey, hey. no i know it i just okay. do it all right uh well uh taryn we're gonna talk about our uh walt disney world planning after our segment and we're gonna do feedback okay. after our segment because i've been sounds great you know jawing a little too much but i want to get to our guest right now um who i'm really really excited about it um uh lynn and ken and they wrote a book called Cleaning the Kingdom. And what they've done is uh, they've spent, uh, you know, and, and I'll, let, I'll let them talk about exactly how long they've been doing it, but they were in the custodial department of Disneyland for years, back into the 90s, right? And so, I mean, these are people who have seen parades come and go, right. attractions come and go, and just dealing with everything that the park has to offer. Uh, I'm really, really excited. And let me, get, uh, let me get them on. Lynn, are you there? I'm right here. Hey, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Perfect. Do we have Ken as well? We have to add Ken. We have to add Ken. All right, that's no problem. Cool. That's no Just, problem. Just uh, Ken Dot Pelman or whatever. Are you gonna throw him on, or do I need to do that? I think I think you have to. Okay. Um, here, why don't you 
chat me his info because I don't want to give it out yeah, to our yeah, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're so, nice people. Maybe stalking. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah. So, uh, so Lynn and Ken have run the Sweep Spot, which is a um, a podcast, another podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, check it out. It's it's I mean full of great information. Like I said, man, these people have been here forever. So I'm really excited to uh, to talk to you guys. This is going to be awesome. Forever. <laughs> Forever. You sound very young. You must have started when you were zero. <laughs> no, I'm 43. <laughs> oh, you don't sound it. Thank not you. Not that that's old. Yeah, that's also not that old. Yeah, I'm pushing 38. Yeah, I know you are. That's yeah, why I was like, not we're, not, we're not that far. <laughs> pushing it, man. Okay, By we, I mean we got you. it right here. So we're going to do this. And, we'll, and Ken's expecting us, I imagine. Yeah, I was just chatting with him. All right. Well, it's good to talk with you guys. I listened to your podcast. Oh, oh awesome. awesome. Good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Okay, here he goes. I've added right. him. So let's see, if, <laughs> awesome. uh, let's see if it's him because there's like 10 of them. Uh-oh. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but while we're waiting for Ken, so Lynn, if you do me a favor and just tell me a little bit about how you got started uh, working at Disneyland. Well, I was the annual pass holder for like most of my teenage years, and oh, did I have to drop you for? Hey, Ken, are you there? I am here. Hey, Ken, this is Jason. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How are you? Perfect. And let me see if I can add Lynn back on. Get oh, there. Lynn. Hey, sorry, man. Uh, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm learning how to do Skype, <laughs> so I have Come to. On. Uh, add you. I don't know how to add. I have Ken like on the other line, which I didn't even know Skype did that. Um, <laughs> is there like a party line? Pretty awesome. I don't, party how line. do I do that? No, I don't want to do that. This is. Uh, let me see if I can. I don't know if I can. All right. Hey, Ken. Sorry about that. I've, I have uh, Lynn on the other line, which I was just telling him I have no idea that Skype even did that. Lynn. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I didn't. I didn't I want to tell you. <laughs> Uh, oh, here we go. I can merge. Okay, hold on a second. Oh. Why are you not doing this? It's like a learning experience. It's a super learning experience, and I apologize because I'm sure it makes great radio. <laughs> so here we go. Let's do this. All right. Uh, hang on just a sec. Okay, so we're doing... I'm uh, here. You're here. Oh, is everybody there? <laughs> no, this is this is just Lynn, right? This is yeah, just Lynn. Yeah. All right. All right. Still trying to get Ken. It, well, no, I have him we on the other line, Ken. but I don't know how to merge everybody. So this is a weird it's a weird thing, man. Do you want me to call him from uh, get his phone number and no, I can call him from the phone? I think he's fine. All right. We're going to hang up on Ken. Okay. <laughs> Just I think on it's it. like add. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, but that's the weird. Okay. I'm going to hang up on you and I'll call you right back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ugh. Technology, oh, wow. man. Sorry. I know. Technology is not our friend on this thing. <laughs> yes, I love it. Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Sorry about that. Hi. No problem. <laughs> we'll figure this out one day. Uh, Skype is the bane of my existence. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm getting... I'm, I, think, I think I'm figuring oh it out. Oh, my gosh. I think it just it happened. Oh, Hello. Okay. We did it. Yay. We have overcome, ladies and gentlemen. We got. We have to let you go. The show's over now. <laughs> That's really it. Sorry, guys. That's the way it works. Okay, I have you both, right? You both can hear me. I am. I am here. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, thank you, guys, once again for for joining us and fighting through 
uh, Skynet, our little uh, own personal <laughs> version of what will kill us in the future, which is Skype. Uh, so, Lynn, as uh, before I so rudely interrupted you, you were telling me about uh, how you started working at Disneyland. Oh, okay, well, I was annual pass holder, and I just used to go so often that my mom said, you ought to just apply there and work there. And so I did, and I was there from 91 to 93 in foods as a busser, and then in between that time, I did a whole bunch of other things. But I came back in 1998 into custodial and started working there. Uh, I met Ken during that time, and we just became friends because we were really both into Disney history and just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just a yeah. love for the park. Right, exactly. Kept you there. Yeah. And Ken, what about you, man? Well, I entered a contest and I lost. Oh, that is too <laughs> bad. Well, I was a high school lad, and I had an interest in theme park design by that point. I had been an annual pass holder for five years. And so I said, well, naturally, if I'm going to get a job, it's got to be at Disneyland. And, uh, I love that attitude. They had lowered the age of, uh, you know, they had, at one time, Disney cast members had to be 18 years or older. And they lowered the age down to, like, 16. And I was 17, so I, I applied. I actually uh, would have started... A few months earlier, but I postponed being a cast member so I could go visit Walt Disney World on oh, spring break. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> That's so, really yeah. cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, everyone's thought, well, I don't know about everyone, but I think everyone in this room has uh, imagined, you know, either running away to or <laughs> getting a job at Disneyland and, and to do it for, do. from, yeah, from especially a standpoint <laughs> of, of, Ken, it sounds like you were a big Disney fan from an early age. Uh, yes, you know, even before yes. 17, like that's, that had to have been pretty, pretty crazy, right? Well, you know, I had, when my parents bought annual passes, uh, they thought they were going to get Disneyland out of our system. You know, they thought, okay, we'll go a bunch of times in a year and then our kids will be sick of it. Sure. And li little did they know that I was going to, that was going to be my obsession. <laughs> and I became fascinated in the, the park and the history of the park and what was coming next and why things were laid out the way they were. And so uh, becoming a cast member seemed like the logical thing to do to get my foot in the door of the company uh, because I did want to be an Imagineer. And uh, so I got I applied and got the job because they were desperate for people, apparently. And, <laughs> and they hired me. And, uh, yeah. So, so our book, you know, goes into all of that and why it kind of takes the reader with us through our journeys at the resort. Yeah, and and uh, I just finished it about four hours ago. Um, <laughs> wow! And it's fascinating. You know, I thought, well, okay, I'm going to breeze through it. I'm going to take some notes, but but as I skipped ahead paragraphs, I would find myself going back to see what you guys were talking about because your stories are so involved uh, in 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 a good way um, that it, it has me hungering for the information that I was missing because I was just I was skimming through it. I thought I didn't have time, but. Um, I just found myself going page by page, um, and uh, it's, it's super interesting. Well, we did write it so that uh, most of the chapters are self-contained. Uh, so, you know, if something doesn't interest anybody, somebody, I, I can understand 
why people wouldn't find every chapter intensely fascinating. <laughs> but, but, you know, if they might get to chapter five and say, okay, this is the chapter that's got everything that's disgusting in it. Because, you know, yes. people, it's a book about custodial. We don't want people to think that every chapter is going to gross them out. Chapter five is the chapter with everything gross in there. So, of course, you know, all the teenage boys who buy it are going to skip right to it. You have to. But, um, but yeah, that's we try to, you know, make sure that you can read it whenever and not be disgusted because, you know, it's all in one chapter. Yeah, which I, I appreciate. I also appreciate that a lot in, in reading. <laughs> oh, good. It's not like a fictional story. Then, it's it's yeah. great bathroom reading. You know, take, it, take it into the bathroom with you and read Chapter 5 while you're in the bathroom. <laughs> That's funny. Things moving right along. So uh, jump, jumping into to the actual custodial department and, and what you guys did, what struck me reading the book was that I never really thought about a company having to build a custodial department. And you guys kind of go into that in a little bit of detail towards the beginning of the book. Um, but I suppose it makes sense, right, to, to have a, a company as special as Disneyland need that kind of special handling. And, and you guys talk about it, uh, you know, in the books. One of the things that really stands out across the uh, – I almost said centuries like a dummy. But, uh, you know, across the years is that Disneyland is clean. It is. Yeah. Disneyland is sparkling. Yeah. And and it's one of those things you don't really, I don't know if you don't really notice it while you're there or you notice it when you're talking to somebody else. Or you well, go to another theme park. Exactly. Or you go yeah. to so, another theme park. <laughs> theme park. I have described Disneyland. And I don't know. If, has anybody in this room, we were just talking about Canada. Has anybody actually ever been to Canada? In no. Here? Uh, no. So it's, Victoria is where I've been and it is extremely clean. And I've described Disneyland as the Canada of theme parks. <laughs> like it is just pristine. I thought you were saying that's where everybody goes when they don't want to go off to war. <laughs> well, that's you. <laughs> that might be it. You never know. Well, it's definitely one of the things that makes one of, I think, the, the top things that makes Disneyland so special is that you don't even think about the fact that it's clean because it's so obvious. Or, you know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. You you literally never see a piece of trash, and it's it's amazing. Or if you do, there's someone in whites picking it up. Absolutely, exactly. it's yeah. It's, if you want to get a sweeper nearby to ask them a question, just <laughs> drop some drop something on the ground, and within a minute or two, there will be a sweeper there, and then you can ask the sweeper a question because they're the best people to to talk to. Anyone who's been there, any sweeper who's been there any length of time, uh, is like the best person to talk with, and that that often goes for any venue if where the custodial personnel are direct employees there like they're not rotated out to right, other locations right. um by a subcontractor or whatever uh you just talk to the custodian they're the people that know the place <laughs> but it's still so amazing to me that i i've been going to disneyland i'm 35 now so 35 years and i've <laughs> i've literally never seen anyone drop anything on the floor you're always within close proximity to a trash can so mm -hmm. I've, I've seen people sweep but I've never seen the actual drop happen. Well, you're you're right. Neither have I. And and reading the book, uh, Lynn, you guys talk yeah. about finding gross things in the bushes when there's like, right. especially in the section about Toontown, uh, which stands out <laughs> in my mind uh, because you're like, there's trash cans everywhere. Why are you throwing stuff in 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 the bushes? Why do people do that? Why do you think anyway? Lazy. Yeah, <laughs> we would find everything. I mean, people literally would change their kids' diapers on top of a trash can and then throw the diaper on the ground. Sorry about wow. that. <laughs> on the ground next to wow. the trash can that they just changed. Right. Their I want to apologize. You learn a lot about human nature uh, being a, a sweeper at a Disney theme park. 
<laughs> There's just a lot of human nature in there. And, of course, there were people who would say, well, you know, isn't it silly that people ask you, like, where's the restroom? And they're standing right next to it. And I'd say, <laughs> no, because, you know, people are disoriented. Yeah. Uh, mm, they, they Maybe this is their first trip to the park. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. They're not expected to know where the restroom is. And even if they're standing right next to it, they might not recognize it because everything is themed. It doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, and I I prefer that. Yeah. I really do. You know, I would rather have to ask where the restroom is than see a big sign with neon lights and just kind of sterile, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, theming. I, I want it to be hidden because, you know, seeing a sign for the bathroom kind of pulls you out of, uh, you know, just coming off the jungle safari or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for I, sure. I, I, Sometimes I can't even find the bathrooms because, like, they're so themed out. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this ride must be, uh, you know. Yeah, I think it's just like a cast member door or something. Then I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, speaking of themes, what what the theme that I caught running through your book was that uh, Disney Custodial was very much uh, a family, it, it seemed mm -hmm. like, uh, at least for the, the people who, uh, you know, cared enough, I suppose. Um, yes. But yes. Uh, what I thought was kind of cool was including the current including the current one, since 1955, there have been four heads of custodial. Do I have that right? Uh, yeah, that yes. was basically for for Disneyland Park. Uh, there was there were four. There were That's you know um, Chuck Boyajian, who's actually got a window on Main Street, and uh, when he retired, he's the guy who started it. He, mm -hmm. That's why he has a window on Main Street. He's a Disney legend, actually. Wow. And uh, then he handed it off to Reza Dejas. Who actually drove around with a license plate that said "Top Janny"? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so we so we knew whose car we were to let the you know air out of the tires and everything. Sure, no, yeah. We were good to Ray, and uh, and he was good to us, very good to us. As I go into in the book, it gives you an idea. Just you said Chuck from the beginning, then you said Ray, and we worked with Ray. So yeah, he's really... the second one, the, only, the second one to run it. And then then of course Mike Sweeney, who also goes back to the. Uh, Chuck Boyajian era, era, and then he recently retired, and now Mary Cobb is the first woman to lead the Dis Disneyland custodial operation, and she's a great woman to have there. I, I just, I, I think that's just amazing for a company as uh, as large as Disneyland, and it's been around that long. Uh, there's only four people right. that have 60, done this. sixty years, sixty yeah. years, and, and the story has never been told. And so we figured we were the ones to tell it because everyone does talk about the cleanliness of the park and the publicity materials always mention cleanliness and all that sort of thing. And so we said, well, you know, no one's told the story yet, so we're the ones to do it. And uh, and I appreciate it because, you know, it, it's something that you don't think about how uh, insanely complex yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it was. And, and you guys do a great job. I mean, I believe it's a whole chapter, but a large section devoted to what your day is like. At, at Disney, a, tip, a typical day, a typical day. Yeah. and it was it was massive. It was massively well, I, detailed, and it was like, I mean, I, I, I the reviews have been positive, but one of the things that the reviews say, one of the drawbacks they say is that oh, these chapters are long, or they feel you know they feel long, uh, and a couple there are a couple of chapters that are long, but you know what? That's actually the point because <laughs> we're trying to give you a sense of what it was like to actually work there, and yeah, the day could seem long. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and, like, and like I said, the chapters are self-contained, so sure. if something doesn't interest you, you can skip over to the next chapter or whatever. But, yeah, we wanted to give people a sense of what it is actually like, and sometimes it really did seem like a long day. 
Yeah, and you had you oh, had yeah. to balance, uh, you know, what's happening in the park to the demands of the lead or helping other people in other departments, and uh, but still sticking to your own personal timeline. And it's uh, it, it seems, uh, you know, from the outside, we're kind of like, oh, well, you're sweeping popcorn, but it's not that at all, right? I mean, it is, but uh, for yeah, the most it's, part, it's a lot more involved. A lot more involved, uh, and it, it can actually take a lot of uh, a lot of skill and experience. Helps, and you, that might sound strange for janitorial work, but it actually <laughs> there actually can be some method you develop to the madness. Well, because you're not you're not just like you're not just a janitor. You're the front facing. CM, you're the front-facing cast member well, yeah, that, the, the, that all the guests see. I'm actually looking at the book right now, and I'm looking at the list of all of the other things that may be regularly encountered. Lost children, right. angry <laughs> guests, you yeah. know, all of these things. Yeah. And let me be clear. If I lost my kid, I would go to the first person I saw at Disneyland first to help tag. me. Yeah, exactly. And Absolutely. chances are that's member. going to be one of the custodial staff. Yeah. So you have all the other training, and, and you have to, you know, be busting your hump, keeping everything clean. <laughs> Basically like a... You wear many hats, job. Absolutely. Um, uh, yes, yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I'm a little tired just even talking about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you guys uh, mentioned in your book that most people had a, a, a preference when it came to cleaning uh, to cleaning assignments. What was the most sought after section of the park to clean? Do you think that's hard to say because everyone had their own. I mean, I knew. I knew a lot of people that enjoyed doing, just doing restrooms. That was all they wanted to do. They didn't want to be sweeping out in the area. And then we had other people, I don't want to be trapped in a restroom. I want to be out in the area. And hmm. um, I. And then there's like a parade building and you're cleaning the floats all day and you come in early and you leave early. And a lot of people like that. So it's just – It depends on personal preferences. Yeah. I mean there okay. were people who said, well, look, I, I need a little extra money. So I want to have a restroom foreman shift because there's a little extra money in that. And, they, they, you know, working over that for all summer could actually add up hmm. to some extra bucks. You know, not a lot. But uh, so it, sometimes it was a preference of, you know, money. Sometimes it was a preference of I like this location. My wife or my husband works in this store here. So I want right. to be over there. You <laughs> know, yeah. So, um it, it, it people had various reasons. I, I wanted, I personally wanted to be in the park. Um, I did not want to be, you know, in the parking structure or Ooh, backstage yeah. or whatever. I, I liked being in the park itself. So why? Tell me, tell me exactly why you pr- would prefer being in the park instead of. Well, because I I remain an enthusiast of Disneyland. Okay. And okay. I liked being in there, being part of that part of the show, and not, you know, the other. Every every job in custodial was important. That it, otherwise it wouldn't exist. So the guys who are working in the parking structure, the guys who are working backstage in the uh, parade building, or uh, doing restrooms or whatever, they're all very important roles. Um, but I wanted to be out and about and walking around the the area. I didn't want to be uh, going from restroom to restroom. Uh, I wanted to be out in the area. How often did you find yourself? forgetting that you were there doing a job and just kind of get lost in the fact that you're in Disneyland. <laughs> well, you, you know, yeah. we had, we had, go ahead, go ahead. Ronald. Well, I was just to say, it doesn't take, I mean, the first few days it does feel that way, but then after a while you kind of, you can easily shift from, I'm walking from backstage on, on stage, you know, as a, it's just a big, 
it's just a switch in your brain that turns on. It's really hard to explain. <laughs> One of the guys I write about a lot in the book is Harry Hemhauser, uh, who had been my foreman for every summer until I became a foreman. And uh, he was the longest-running custodial employee at the time. And he would tell stories about how he would – you know, he was uh, captivated by the fireworks, you know, when he was still a young guy, uh, relatively new. And he got a tap on the shoulder from the infamous Dick Nunes. Uh, you know, because here's Harry engrossed in watching the fireworks when he's supposed to be sweeping the area. And Dick, <laughs> Dick Nunes taps him on the shoulder and says, hey, am I paying you to watch fireworks? <laughs> you know, well, and then Harry's like, no, sir. You know, yeah, Absolutely <laughs> not. Get back to work. So there could be times like that where it's like we get so engrossed in, in the area entertainment or something like that. But, you know. We we couldn't we didn't blend in we didn't blend in so it was very easy to be reminded that we were working because guests right. were constantly coming up to us with needing assistance or having questions or having requests so uh, yeah. it was never like you know I'm just walking around enjoying the place I mean I did enjoy the place but I always knew that I was working makes sense uh, what's it take uh, people wise to kind of uh, clean the park in a in a daily uh, you know in in, in a daily um series of shifts like from opening to close how many people are in disney custodial well and it, of course yeah, it's yeah. a it's, it's a 24 hour right. operation 365 days a year okay. so you know there's people people got their days off people are out sick people are out on medical leave whatever uh, there's but on a busy day you're going to have um several scores of people uh because you're, you're going to have to populate the entire area um, for a, a day shift and a night shift. And then, of course, there's the overnight. There's third shift custodial. Okay. So you're talking score, like, you know, you're talking easily yeah. uh, well over 100 people every day, you know. And then, of course, the entire department is hundreds of people. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But it makes yeah. sense, I mean, right? It's a it, lot of people, but it's it's needed because you've got to have the people who are, are staffing the areas, the people who are, are working dispatch in the office backstage, uh, the people who are uh, stocking the supplies and, and all of that. No, it, it makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what what was your favorite time of day to, to, to work? Uh, did you like being around the crowds? I, I personally, I feel like I would love to be there in the middle of the night when nobody else is there. Like, I just <laughs> yeah. think that would be amazing. Overnight? Yeah. When we first started, we mainly were given night shifts, which meaning night, because uh, we were we were classified as day custodial, so we would work anywhere from like 5 a.m. to 1.30 at night. And then the night crew would come in, or a graveyard, you could call it, they'd come in at like, you know, like midnight to 8 mm -hmm. in the morning. But Normally, when we first started, we'd probably get a shift like 5 to one thirty or something like that, um, p.m., 5 p.m. And uh, in the summer, I liked working summer, uh, nighttime because it was <laughs> cool. I bet. Right. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, one thing I want to ask you guys about, which I'm sure you get asked about all the time, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, the restrooms. To me, <laughs> it's at least for guys. And the guys' yes. restroom is a disaster. Not uh, – I backtrack. In most places – the guys' room is a disaster, but in Disneyland, it's it rarely reaches that that level of like, oh, there must have just been a, a twister coming through it's, here. Yeah, it's not, it's not pristine, but it's not because guys can be 
pigs. Yeah. We can be trashy, man. It's not, it's not dorm at college level. No, it's, but it's, no <laughs> absolutely not. Right. So, so what, what's the, how does that work, man? Either it's, one of you guys. It's actually, I would say it has to be easier than women's restrooms. Yeah. And we act, we actually go into that in the book, how there would be twice as many women assigned to restrooms as men because, uh, women's restrooms are larger. And because okay. women actually use the restroom. Okay, now, ladies, you might be shocked by this, but this is what goes on a lot of times. A guy, a guy will walk into the restroom, walk up to a urinal. Most of it will get in the urinal. <laughs> then, he step, then he steps back, ho- hopefully zips up, yeah. and then he walks out of the restroom. Okay, He hasn't gone to the sink. He hasn't used soap. He hasn't used paper. You yeah. know, but women are going in and they're using the facilities more. So it, women's restrooms are much more difficult because not only are they bigger, but the women are actually using the restroom. Yeah, well, I, I, I just say they take longer. And, uh, and that covers you're practicing proper hygiene. Yeah, remind me never yeah. to shake hands with any men yeah. ever again yeah. in the world. You guys are spilling all our secrets. So, so, that's what some do. Not all, not all guys. Okay? No, yeah, it's right. All, it's all guys. Yeah. But, too, but too, far too many. <laughs> So what's the what's the rotation for for I mean would you let's say during the summer when it's your busiest time would it be every fifteen minutes that someone would go through and and, and take a run through the the restrooms or it's supposed to be every every hour every but hour it would probably be a little before that I would say well it seems um, like someone's in there every fifteen minutes because it's immaculate yeah, for sure. every time I'm in the restroom there's someone in there there's uh, yeah, actually, yeah. every single time there's an employee in there. You must just be on their schedule. Maybe, maybe you're I'm using the. I'm following them around. You're, the, you're using the C in bathroom. I think that's, that's what, what you're doing. Is, yeah. I'm what? Back, I'm backstage. That's yeah, he's backstage is, yeah. using the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it. Every time there's someone here. I thought you said singing bathroom, and I was like, what? You don't know about the singing. <laughs> it's a barbershop quartet. It's awesome. You can just leave the, show, the studio right now. Dude, the, the acoustics are great. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. So there's a question in the chat. Um, apparently, Ooh. in our chat room. There is, um, I guess, a uh, at, at Disney World, at least, there's something called the Disney Swoop that is taught mm-hmm. to cast members. Is this something that you guys know about? The Disney no. Swoop. doesn't sound familiar to me. Uh, things, are, things can be a little bit different at Disney World in terms of assignments and things like that. Gotcha. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't. That does not sound familiar. Um, we. We have uh, when we talk about it in the book. We have the, the whistle, which of course you can't. We can't demonstrate in the book. Oh, but, oh yeah, in the book. But maybe I could demonstrate it right now. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <whistles> oh. Okay. Now every once in a while we'll hear that. Uh, we would hear that while we were working, and we'd turn around and we're like, "Who's you know?" We don't see another sweeper, and then there'd be some guy with shaggy hair and a long beard. You know, and he'd be waving and say, yeah, I used to work here, oh. you know. And, <laughs> and, and oh, I, what we, we understand the whistle's kind of gone out of out of favor. It's like it hasn't been passed down. And hmm. I guess everybody just texts each other now or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How unfortunate if you don't know how to whistle. Yeah, I would Who not be good at that. Whistle? I can't really whistle. I'm not very really? good at it either. Really? I can sort of whistle. I can whistle. Do it. I can whistle too. I don't yeah. want to. But I can do it I, sometimes. I can. I just don't want to. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Beth's just blowing into the microphone. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> cannot whistle. What a mess. It's official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I couldn't whistle either, so I jingle my keys. Yeah, ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. It's, yeah. either, it's either smashing the pan on the ground or jingling the keys or... Or shooting off a flare, you know. Something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guys, sounds fun. Do you guys miss those sounds? I mean, those little things that kind of are unique to every job. 
like the jingling of the keys or the like whistling to each other and stuff like that. To me, I'm I'm kind of a nostalgia freak, and I I think I would miss that after I left. I I miss it, but when I I was there a few weeks ago as a guest, and when I go there now as a guest, I hear these different sounds, and I'm looking everywhere. I'll hear keys jingle or, or <laughs> bumping a pan or something. I'm you know it just. I don't know. Does it bring you back? I, I miss it. I still have I still have dreams yeah. that I that I've been summoned back. You know, and I'm and I always get there and I'm like you know I'm like how how am I going to get backstage? I don't. They took my ID. <laughs> even, even, in, even in my dreams, I remember I had to relinquish my ID because oh. I had been hoping to keep it and I had to relinquish it. So. Oh. Those are called nightmares. Yeah, I was, I was traumatized by that. Yeah. Uh, what what about the seasons? Now uh, you know in L.A. you don't really have. I mean, we're up here in Northern California. It's not, we have three seasons, yeah. but I think LA has you know one and a half, maybe. Yeah. Um, do those kind of things bring uh, different obstacles as far as trash? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah yes. Uh, the <laughs> well, the the summer in the summertime, there's going to be more cold drink spills, uh, more ice cream spills, uh, usually more people getting sick. Uh, huh. in the winter, you're going to have more like hot chocolate spills, popcorn. more popcorn, more popcorn spills, right, right. um, things of that nature. And of course, when it rains, the, the trash cans fill up with poncho, uh, <laughs> you know, those things come in plastic bags. So people rip open the bags and they throw them in the trash. So those, tra- the, those trash cans are full of plastic bags, uh, and, and people wearing the ponchos. And, um, you, know. <laughs> you will be happy to know that ponchos are no longer sold in plastic bags. They are sold individually. Pre-folded. Well, I that, must be, that must be part of the green initiative. I bought three yeah. when yeah. it wasn't raining. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, it was a thing. We're, just move on. Because <laughs> like I said, we're here in, in, in NorCal, and as soon as it starts raining, we're like, oh, it's going to be raining forever. But in L.A., that doesn't necessarily happen. I was prepared. And Bev spent $1,000 on ponchos. <laughs> well, the best is when we get the, the first big Santa Ana winds of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so, like, you know, Critter Country is full of these trees that have these pine needles. Oh, yeah. Uh, or whatever kind of needles they are, you know. They, and there <laughs> was one day, it was the first big wind of the of the season, and that place was just there were so many needles falling from the tree that literally we're out there push brooming and we still can't keep up. And we're just, we just made these huge, huge, look like haystacks. And was, by the end of the day, there were these giant hills of needles in, in critter country. Oh man. Uh, and, and yeah, so that was, you know, that's a weather related issue right there is uh, if it's the first big wind of the season. So do you guys want to talk about chapter five? Sure. <laughs> Want to get right into it? So um, what's the craziest thing that you guys have seen being part of the uh, custodial staff at Disneyland? Well, this is the this is the, the chapter five is the disgusting stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, there's uh, a <laughs> there's just, you know, people well, find people find colostomy bags. Oh, and, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's just rude. <laughs> like there's no uh, there's no call for that. <laughs> All right, I have something that'll beat that. <laughs> All right, that the some art designs in the stalls on the walls. Oh, really? Yes, I was reading the. That's and, yeah, awful. that's in the book, people. So if you want, if you want, yeah. if you want to figure that out, if you want to learn all about, get the book. <laughs> that makes me angry. It it does, right? It made I'm me re- angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just, I you know, and actually, while I was reading the book, I, I remember thinking. God, some people just shouldn't exist. That's and just that's not sane. That sane person didn't do that. I no. I, I hope. Was that uh, in the male or female restroom? Oh, good question, Bev. 
mail. Well, we Lynn yeah, Lin and I tend to work in the mail restroom. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows, who knows nowadays you with tend California, to. we might be able to work either one. That's but true. Yeah. That's true. Well, let's hope that that person utilized all of the facilities and washed their hands. <laughs> yeah, that was a guy. Sadly, it would happen, you know, more than I've seen it more really? than once. Really? So, oh. Yeah. That's, you're oh, at that's Disneyland. Bad. Really? And so, and I know you can't answer this, but why do you think? Was that person <laughs> just not correct uh, upstairs or yeah. they're just being a jerk? Maybe people just we suck. did get to deal with people who were mentally ill and not all of them right. were guests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we got to deal with people who were having problems and, yeah, uh, right. you know, we did have coworkers who were taken away uh, in the middle of a shift, you know, or, or whatever. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. that, that was, fortunately that was very rare. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it does happen. I mean, these are people, That's, <laughs> You're yeah, dealing with people. That's a good point. and you know, but we, we would encounter something like that in the stall, but then, you know, we might go out and, uh, there might be some guest who just comes right up to us and says, Oh, this place is so clean. And I just wanted to thank you. And all of a sudden you're like, uh, eh, you know, it's uh, now my day's a lot better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, you, you, you mentioned that, uh, when you're speaking of, uh, of, uh, deaths, which is something I, you know, have a lot of anxiety about. So I don't really like to talk about it too much, <laughs> but, um, and, and I, I forget which one you w- was writing it, but it, you know, you said these are, are people and people have health issues, whether or not they're mm-hmm. in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why I just, it kind of stuck out. It kind of stood out as, uh, as, as just some realistic piece of advice. Um, that it's still Disneyland, but still things things happen, and people are people, and you kind of just accept it. People have been bo- born there too. I mean, it just it life happens. Yeah. So uh, now the it's much better. To, you know, if you're born there, you get like these lifetime uh, privileges. You know, because <laughs> Disney's sentimental that way. But I, I don't know if they still do that. But they've done that in the past. They probably stopped doing that because they probably didn't want people. Purposely Planning. coming there. <laughs> oh, know, yeah. I would okay, we'll talk about write. birth tourism. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, look, they 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 expanded the uh, uh, memberships for Club Thirty Three, so I feel like maybe they're holding some back. Possibly. I don't know. Well, Just I, I was actually planning on having number four if we were oh, actually going to be able to get a lifetime pass for the Stop next it. one. But no, Stop no, it. if they're not doing it, then no, I'm not having another kid. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like uh, medication too much to have a child at Disneyland. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. So you guys talk about um, births in Disneyland, but, I mean, we all know the dark cloud is that uh, there are deaths that have happened at Disneyland, and I am just a very curious person, and I don't know how much, I mean, obviously you don't have to go into such detail, but what happens in that kind of scenario? Uh, It depends on what's going on. I mean, the policy used to be we're going to – work on this person and get them on their way to the hospital and rather than call it here because oh, okay. if, it, if it was called you know a death there then you know you have to call out the coroner and all that sort of thing um but there's there were incidences where that was unavoidable um mm-hmm. there's some famous incidences in disney's you know in the past that were clearly the fault not the fault of disneyland itself you know there were there were guests and cast members who uh, probably were doing well in most cases that we knew know for sure they were doing things that they weren't supposed to do but there was you know uh, some horrible stuff that happened uh, in 1998 and 2003 that were you know the guests were just minding their own business 
And uh, that was very sad. Um, but I believe that con- I'm confident the conditions that contributed to those scenarios uh, have been long remedied. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and we kind of get into, I get into that in in the appendix uh, about you know the magic mishandled and restored. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we had the the infamous Columbia accident. I mean, who would yeah. ever think that the sailing ship Columbia would be uh, the scene of something that was so terrible? Uh, but there were sweepers who were you know some of the first people there because we're out and about, and uh, mm-hmm. you know we're yeah. the first people that people first cast members people see and it's like here you know we need help over here or whatever you know and there so that was very traumatizing for some of our co-workers uh i can oh, imagine I, gosh yeah. i bet so it it it's very uh it's it's you know, fortunately that they, i really believe the conditions that kind of contributed to those you know that one and the uh, the big thunder mountain one uh, have been alleviated and mm-hmm. i don't think we'll ever see something like that again i hope not uh, because uh, there's so many safeguards in place that it should never happen again. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, I was going to say that, you know, you were saying earlier, I think, uh, I think it was you, Jason, that were saying that uh, you had read that it's like a family, the custodian. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, in a family, uh, things happen, and we had some friends that, you know, would, you know, die of, you know, cancer or an accident, or, I mean, it was. Unfortunately, you know, not not common like every week, but you know, it would happen while yeah. we were working there. And yeah. um, I mean, I was sitting next to a guy on the shuttle because uh, we would park in a, a parking lot that would be about a mile or so away from the park. But and then I was talking on the shuttle, he's sweating like crazy. And then you know, an hour later, I hear that you know paramedics responded to him in a in a break room, and he had passed away of Ooh. a heart attack. Aww. So it's like you just never know what. Wow. What's going to happen? Yeah. Wow. You, uh, in, in the book, you guys tell of a, a, of a fellow cast member who, who passed away and, uh, what management did and, and actually thinking about it, it brings a tear to my, uh, I'm honestly getting a little choked up. Um, mm. what management did to ensure that everybody got to go to his services. Yeah, we had a young man uh, by the name of Eric who actually has a brick out uh, in the the Esplanade that we that was bought for him uh, in memory of him, and he uh, that was a very tragic situation, uh, but he was very well liked, uh, and so everybody on day crew wanted to go to his services. Well, how do you do that? You know, it's very. Yeah. It's very hard to uh, to do that because the park's open every day, and so management bent over backwards. They they split shifts, which was unheard of. You know, we never had split shifts, mm-hmm. uh, but they would they would split shifts, and they also um, brought in uh, managers from other departments to actually work as sweepers uh that day and that was just an incredible uh show of support for the hourly cast members that's so and awesome. I, I just had a, a my respect for the management went you know just increased a lot because of that i mean it was already pretty high for some of these managers but you know it, uh that they would go through that kind of trouble um was just tremendous yeah i mean you talk about the, some managers putting on whites and sweeping up yeah. Yep. And doing whatever yep. it yeah. took to keep the park clean and, and so, you know, other people could go and pay their respects. It's just amazing. Really and, speaks highly for the, t- like, the teamwork that, that yeah. Disneyland did. Like, well, and that's why I think it's, there's it, no I in team. It's a family. 
There's yeah. an eye. Bev's crying right now. I she have didn't some want feelings. to say. <laughs> like, all, like all families, not everybody always gets along. There are people who yeah. you know are bitter, bitter enemies. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, you had arch nemeses. But for the most part, you know, it was a it was a good group, and uh, people, you know, for the most part, got along. I mean, there were there were people who didn't, but it, you know, overall, it was good. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, the last sad thing I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then we'll move on to half stuff real fast. <laughs> uh, can you mention in the book uh, about being part of the last group to see uh, the Skyway, the end of the Skyway? Yes. Uh, and you wrote a really nice uh, little article in there about it. Uh, can you just surmise that briefly? I mean, that's people still talk about that. I mean, everyone, of course, everyone, any small change in Disneyland, there's going to be someone who thinks that Walt is turning over in his cryo chamber, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Skyway is, is pretty um, – you know, it's pretty iconic, man. How how was that? Well, that, that you know, there were sections of that book that I actually had written uh, the night that they actually happened. So even though the book is was came out in 2015, this was uh, something I had written in 1994. Uh-huh. So you, so you get the fresh perspective of what was going on, and you know it. It's good that they would tell us ahead of time that this was coming down and then they would let cast members come by and, and say their goodbyes. Uh, so sometimes you'd see cast members coming by in costume during regular operating hours. Hmm. Um, and, you know, the Skyway was – obviously it gave you a unique look at Disneyland. Uh, there was nothing else like it at the, at the at the park, <laughs> you know, you yeah. just get in this hanging bucket, which for me, I was a little bit acrophobic. <laughs> and so I would be hanging on for dear life. Yeah. And of course, it's earthquake country and all right. that stuff. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, just it's like, OK, this is the last time we're going to see this attraction. And this is, you know, we're, we're this is it. This is going to be gone. It's going to be one of those things we're going to look back at in future years, kind of like, you know, the flying saucers or whatever. And we'll, we'll we'll tell our kids, you know, oh, yeah, there used to be this skyway and they'll be like, oh, that's interesting. But, you know, they never got a chance to write it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, wanted to preserve those memories and um, and the skyway in particular, they started dismantling it literally like. Right after they shut it down. Really? I mean, mean, they were, they were, the next morning we came in and like the cable was gone and I think they were already starting to remove towers. I mean, jeez. It was instantaneous. There's no, uh, yeah, there's no standing on ceremony. They're just like, all right, get it out of here. Yeah, it's not going to sit there as some sort of ugly monument to, you know, (laughs) non operation. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, you know, I remember going in the Skyway as a little guy, and, uh, you know, it's sad. But every once in a while, when you're right next to uh, Dumbo and you kind of look through the thicket of trees there, you can kind of see the little remnants of the building, and it's kind of uh, kind of sad. I think they ought to put a dream suite up there now. That would oh, be yeah. amazing. You know, just let people stay in Fantasyland overnight. That'd be awesome. Oh my God! That'd Done. Be, that'd That's a great. really good idea. <laughs> and you know, see, they never hired me as an Imagineer, but I'm oh, these clearly ideas they away should for free. have. Yeah, you That's what know it what is. you're talking about. See, because they know you have a big mouth, and you're just going <laughs> to give all your ideas up. That's what it is, right? They don't have to, they don't have to pay me for it, they right? <laughs> That's the way I feel. I don't know. Whatever. Um, we have a question, in yes. the, another question oh, in the chat. Great. Um, which I think is a great one. Um, this is from our friend Lulu. Uh, does custodial help with the stray cats in the park? Oh, good question. 
technically well, I, no, but we yeah. did have some cast members that would bring food. They we, they didn't really encourage us to do that though, because they want <laughs> them to uh, help with uh, the cats are there to help you know take yeah, care of the rodents. They're, they're mousers. That's right. <laughs> oh, speaking of rodents, um, in DCA California Adventure, I saw. You might have been there, Jason, when we saw the eviscerated rat. No, you told me about it. Yeah. Yes. So, so it was over by Goofy Sky School. Eviscerated rat. That's the name of my band. (laughs) (laughs) It's my death metal band. You should trademark it right now. Um, But as just as a nod to how uh, to not housekeeping. I'm sorry. I apologize to to the custodial staff. We told somebody, and they were on it in less than three minutes. We were like, "There's a there's a half of a dead rodent over here," and they're just like. Immediately on it. I imagine people on their lunch break My are going to do it. Right? Absolutely yeah. took like four pictures of it because he thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah, he the uh, the yeah. ranch hands, you know, the Circle D Corral is the backstage <laughs> ranch, which uh, takes care of the horses. But they the the ranch hands, I believe, would also help with the, the cats. There were sweepers who would, you know, take kittens home. Aww. Uh, so they would take home a Disneyland kitten. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. That's like my dream. Yeah, it's uh, who knows what's in that DNA. I know, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> From the wow. shallow my... pool, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, you know, when when they're planning new uh, attractions like Indy, for example, because you guys were there when when Indy was was uh, you know released or, or built or whatever. Um, do they? I don't know how. To, do they cons- consult? Custodial? Do they think about that kind of stuff when when laying out uh, these new buildings or new plans or new show you know shows um, like how you guys can get in there and respond to a spill and get out without having to shut the ride down or anything? Or is that something when, you guys have yeah. to do deal with? My, Mike Sweeney uh, helped out. I you know he was the the third guy to run Disneyland Custodial, but he helped out when planning uh, for uh, California Adventure for those purposes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, and I believe he also helped out with things like Indiana Jones and some other attractions. There was usually one custodial manager who would be brought in uh, on some of these projects uh, to kind of give some input in th- the design. You know, like, okay, you know, you're going to, you know, you're, obviously you're going to need restrooms somewhere if you're going to have this eighth of a mile trek as they do in Indiana Jones. The queue area is an eighth of a mile from the rest of Adventureland. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, and uh, so they did start soliciting input from custodial in terms of, you know, how we're going to do this. Other times, you know, like when the original Star Tours, the queue area ha- had just material in it that obviously no no custodian had ever consulted on because it would trap <laughs> the debris from, you know, the, the guests would drop, drop all waiting in line. And it was just trapped there and it was very hard to sweep out <laughs> or or the Matterhorn used to you know it'd have uh, the black sandpaper uh floor in the the final part of the waiting area mm-hmm. and it's like okay these are not things that sweepers have encouraged yeah, for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be a pain man oh yeah uh so you talk in the book a little bit about club 33 um you mention it here and there but were you guys on that kind of circuit where you would uh you know, go upstairs and, and clean the club? Yeah, just for restrooms. We would. Just for restrooms? Yeah. Is it, did you ever get to eat in there? No. Well, I, I did, but there? not not because I worked there. Not because you worked yeah. there. <laughs> I, I, I had, same here. I, yeah. not, not because I worked there, but uh, restaurants were, 
you know, we were sweepers and restaurants were always covered by bussers or other foods or food gas members. And when I started, busing was busing was part of custodial. And you had busing. Uh, there was a difference between some restaurants that were run by bussers and others that were cleaned by well, just regular food staff. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they took bussers away from custodial. And that was a traumatic experience. Uh, <laughs> we actually, there were actually a couple of busers who said, forget this, and they transferred into custodial so they could be sweepers because they didn't want to be transferred to the, uh, the foods line of business. But, um, yeah. so we never had to take care of any area that had dining. Okay. Um, okay. You know, okay uh, once in a while, the restaurant was closed for a couple hours and there was a mess there, and a manager would come by and say, could you go in there and take care of that? And, you know, we we didn't want to call our union up, so we would go ahead and do it. But <laughs> you know, but but it's like technically we were, you know that was that was supposed to be taken care of by the by the restaurant staff or bussers. Okay, all right, three things, three more things, and I'm going to let you guys go because we've already had you for about 45 minutes. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's Fine. a long time. Um, the Chevron room. Uh, that's something that we've kind of talked about on the show a little bit. The uh, you know the little quote unquote secret room that's in Autopia, right? For all the Chevron mm-hmm. folks. Did you guys ever get to go in there, or did, did you have to go in there? I didn't. Ken, did you? I, I went in. I went in there. Um, yeah. Is it cool? Uh, you know, I, I imagine it's. <laughs> that's all I want to know if it's cool or not. Absolutely, everything was gold plated. It was just <laughs> gold encrusted and gold plated. I imagine it was just all covered in oil. So and what there's do I know? a lot of there bacon. Was, there was this con- <laughs> there was this hologram in there uh, of some like Middle Eastern sheikh, and uh, I don't know. I mean, he's <laughs> saying, "Welcome to my room." Yes, welcome yes, to yes. my room. Live communication with with Abu Dhabi or something. I don't know what was going on. But uh, yeah, I, I went in there and took a look at it. That was, that harkens back to uh, you know the the whole stuff they came up with during the 1964 World's Fair, where each sponsor of a pavilion had their own little lounge. Yeah, and, and then Disney. That's really how Club 33 really took off. Was based on that idea, and then of course at Epcot Center, all the pavilions were built with such lounges. And it's sort of it's something that just sort of kept up with with sponsorship. Uh, Interventions had one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was uh, silver plated. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well, which is another reason why no one likes Interventions. A small step down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I want you guys to both give me your worst cleanup experience. Ooh. At Disneyland, you know. <laughs> not then, yeah, then not you go life. first. Uh, okay, I have. One that stuck out. So they, at the video, well, we called it Videopolis, that, that Fantasyland theater back by Small World. Uh-huh. Uh, they used to do cheerleading events there. And they would, it would be like a competition that would go on all day. And so there would never be a break. They would just go oh. from like 8 in the morning to like 8 at night. Wow. And there was never a chance. Because when they do shows, you know, the show ends, we go in and clean and then – but there was never a break to get in there to clean. So when it ended, oh. I'm not kidding. There was piles five feet high, 20 piles like that, just oh. pushing trash. It was just oh, ridiculous. Oh, no. Yeah. It, yeah. So that was my worst. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and mine uh, was actually – it's a Chapter 5 story. <laughs> oh, there, there, was, there was a woman who was wearing shorts and had a <laughs> – Di- diarrhea problem on oh, the no. on the Mark Twain riverboat. Oh no! And she was up on one of the upper decks, and she started walking 
around and then down the stairs, and her hands touch the white wire mesh that's around the boiler area or something. You know, oh, I mean, she just got oh. this thing everywhere. Just oh, everywhere. bummer. And I, I felt bad for her because she was still on the boat when we got when we made it over there, and first aid came to help her out and oh. brought her. They brought her a towel, you know, and to wear and. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, I had a, I had one of my crew members with me cause I was a foreman and I, I had one of my crew members with me and he's like struggling to, <laughs> to not upchuck. Up yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And we so, were, you know, we were experienced at dealing with stuff. So we knew how to avoid getting, you know, disgusted enough that, but this is, this was just unavoidable. You know, sure. this was just, oh, yeah. this was just wow. horrible. It's apocalyptic. It sounds like. <laughs> well, that actually, uh, that oh. brings me to just a quick question. Um, with your your training, so in that situation, I'm I have a little bit of medical history, uh, mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a medical background. Um, what kind of training do you go through in a sort of hazmat situation like that? Um, they, yeah, they have training for you know, like if there was a a blood cleanup, you know, there's certain preca- you know things that we would do. Regular, uh, re- our, our regular yeah. customers would not do it. It had to be foreman. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For leads, because okay. we we had been trained and we had been we'd had our hepatitis shots. Good. And, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, and we had a special kit that we would use, and the kit would be you know it would be sealed, so you knew that you know you you had to have the kit with an unbroken seal. Yeah, you weren't spreading anything around. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you would open yeah. the kit up, and then when you were done with it, you would take it all to a special place where it would be turned into churros. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Terrence is now off churros. No, it wasn't me. It was just burned in the fire that cooks the churros. In six months, he's going to lose 100 pounds. Oh, man. Uh, Okay, we're going to wind things down here, guys, because, I mean, there's so many great stories, and I thought you guys were going to talk about the the Chapter 5 story about um, the Code V in um, Frontierland that the kid may or may not have run. Uh, there's a bunch of great stories in the book like this, and I laughed my face off. It was amazing. Um, but before I let you guys go, we do have this kind of little seven-question, uh, you know, kind of one-word a la Inside the Actor Studio kind of questions we like to ask our guests. And if you guys wouldn't mind playing along. You said 70? 70. Oh, it's well. going to be another four hours. So get some water okay. or a Coca-Cola or something. And um, a blanket and get yeah. cozy. Seven. Okay. okay. Uh, actually, it might be eight. But whatever. We're not good at math here at Ears Up. Um, all right. Uh, uh, Lynn, let's start with you. What's your favorite Disney attraction? It could be in Disney World. It doesn't have to be Disneyland. What's your favorite Disney attraction? Pirates of the Caribbean. All right. And Ken, what's yours? I've got to say Splash Mountain. Okay. And there's a whole backstory to that. No surprise there after reading the book, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Um, what's your least favorite Disney attraction, Lynn? <laughs> uh, that's currently still there? Um, either way, whatever you want. Uh, I don't I mean, Innoventions was my least favorite just because it didn't have much to offer for me. I know Ken, that was his uh, son's favorite place to go, but um, I didn't, I just, I didn't care for it. Yeah. You're not, yeah. you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> Ken, what, what's your least favorite? I don't like, I don't like Astro Orbiter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lynn, pie eyed Mickey or round eyed Mickey? Uh, round eyed. Ken? You're a racist, Lynn. Um, <laughs> I'll take I'll I'll take pie eyed. Okay, all right. 
Uh, Lynn, what old ride should they bring back to the parks? Uh, everyone will probably cheer for this, but the people mover. People? Yeah. <laughs> Terrence is giving you a standing yeah. o- well, a sitting okay. ovation, but yeah. for him, that's that's a lot. Uh, Ken, what about you? Oh, I would go to Walt Disney World and bring back Horizons. Okay. We have I I haven't been to Disney World. Yeah, we haven't uh, been there yet. I don't know much about Horizon, but it sounds like we were going. Well, miss then bring back way. the Carousel yeah. Progress. To See, Disneyland. there you go. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Lynn, what current ride should they remove? Oh wow! Uh, These are the hard hitting questions. I know. Wow, yeah. this is really uh, the, the the culmination of the interview. All the rest was just pre-interview. <laughs> now I'm going through all the areas. I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is hard because I like all all Disneyland attractions. Uh, I'd be happy to help. <laughs> Me too. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go back to Toontown. Okay, and uh, say everything at Toontown except for Mickey's house and Roger Rabbit. <laughs> okay, <I> completely agree. <laughs> Ken, uh, Monsters Inc. Really? Oh. Because because oh. there's just so much potential that was missed. Okay. 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 Well, right. I could see that. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lynn, who's your favorite Disney character? Wow. Uh, <laughs> <I> never, <laughs> never thought about, uh, Mickey. I know it sounds <laughs> cliche. Yeah. yeah. All right. Though. Exactly. But yeah. Ken, what about you? Or Supalami. No, see, no one knows who that is. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Uh, I would say, uh, I, I gotta go back to my teen years and say Ariel. Okay. Ah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I was, I was a swimmer. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, Sure. <laughs> Uh, and then last but not least, Lynn, if you could travel back in time and meet Walt Disney, what would you say to him? Thank you. Oh. Ken? It depends on how early. I'd go if back early enough, I'd say, don't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> totally. Uh, surprisingly, not the only, not the first time we've heard that. That's I know. True. There's but multiple people who, uh, one of the best who answers. curse that man for smoking all yeah. the time. Yep. Well, guys, I really appreciate the time. Uh, we've spent almost an hour talking to you guys about, wow. about cleaning the parks and, and just, I don't know, all, all the, all the fun stuff that, that we've talked about. I don't know. I, I'm still kind of bringing it all in, you know? Yeah. What I, mean? oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we could just keep going. This is I, so fascinating. Well, I have four pages of questions. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I'm trying to, yeah. you know, while run the interview, trying to read all my questions to make sure we're hitting them all and, and thinking about what's really important. What can we talk to? Uh, but we got to have you back on, I think. I mean, this is uh, yeah. There's even questions too in cool. the chat still. Well, this was like, a lot of fun. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, so here, all, your, all your listeners should read the book. It's called Cleaning the Kingdom, and yeah. then they can send you more questions to ask us. Yes. It's, How do you it's, get cle- the- it's Cleaning the Kingdom. It's on Nook. It's on Kindle. Uh, the best place to get soft covers is yes. to go to thesweepspot.com, www.thesweep, like sweeper, mm-hmm. thesweepspot.com. Okay. Very awesome. good, and we'll put links on our uh, on our blog when we post the show and all that kind of stuff. Great. All right, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, yeah, thank, thank you. you. All right, yeah, thank you very much. Have yeah. a good night. You too. All right, guys. Bye. Cool, huh? Yeah, Man. but yeah, didn't so even many get... more questions. <laughs> I didn't even get to my question about the codes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. It, but it's we, we had them on for fifty four minutes. I know. We're already on our way to an epic show. <laughs> right again. Like, uh, but do me a favor, Taryn. Uh, yes. Write the questions down. Okay. Because I really uh, and just keep them somewhere because I really would like to get in Morse them code. Okay, uh, <laughs> got yes, it. Please do. Uh, I really want to get them back for sure. Um, I'd actually love to meet them. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Um, and somebody mentioned in the chat, and I agree. Um, I think it was Lynn 
Mm-hmm. Such a great radio voice. That was Ken. Ken. That was Ken. Yeah. Uh, Casey Kasem mixed with a little uh, Johnny Carson is what I would say. A little bit. Yeah. With a little bass in yeah, a there. Bass. It was good. It was yeah. really good. I was jealous. Yeah. Well, I guess he does like voiceover stuff and everything. I- I, I mean, tell. and yeah, you right when he got on, you're like, yeah. wow, this guy is a trained professional. Yeah, I mean, maybe not trained, but uh, you know, uh, he had a good voice, man. Yeah, it was great. And seriously, I, I I read the entire book and I didn't intend to, which I know sounds kind of dumb, right, right? But it's a long, it's long, but it was rad. Yeah, and there's was, so much I was information. Skimming in. through it, and I was like, oh, I want to go back. I want to read this whole. You yeah. really should. I, I, really I highly it. recommend the book. It's uh, you know, if you if you ever want that detailed look behind the scenes at Disneyland, what happens without ruining any of the magic because a lot of people don't want to go, oh, I don't want to see how the, the things work. Well, right. they don't tell you how the things work, but they tell you how, how custodial they, works. Exactly. And yeah. that's arguably one of the most important jobs in the park. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely, definitely did give me a new goal, which is to um, go up to a custodial worker and thank them. You should. I've never done yeah. that. I'm going to do that. Neither have I. And a high yeah. five. Well, if I might have. You might not high five. I wouldn't high five them. I mean, like they have gloves. Five, bink. You can fist bump maybe or something. Meh. Even then. No. Have Sam high five them for you. Sa- but then she is. Well, but I'll wash my hands. But yeah, yeah. but it's not. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, Matt and Leanna here. Yeah. Hi, Hi guys. Hi. You want to talk? Are you just hanging out? Just hanging out? Oh, oh, here comes oh, Matt. I'll always talk. You guys <laughs> just came back from Disneyland. We, we just came back from Disneyland. Yes. How hot. was it? Amazing? Hot and, hot and humid. Yeah, Ooh. really? Very un- uncomfortable weather-wise. Mm, how how busy was it? Uh, it was average. Okay. You know, we, um, I would say the longest line we waited in was 40 minutes. That's not bad. Oh, that's Four. not too bad. Um, I don't know. Uh, Star Tours. Okay. Maybe. Wow. Uh, that's Indiana good. Jones. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. At least those average, are sort yeah. of, like, at average. least somewhat indoor lines. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't bad in that respect. Um. We did see a two-hour line for uh, cars. Oh, oh, yeah. I think that's standard. Though. Yeah, like, I don't I mean, think it yeah. gets any lower yeah. than that. All these ride times sound average. Well, and that's the like, thing. Yeah, that's, that's not, the it new... didn't seem very – I've been there when it's much busier than it was, so but, it, was, it was fine. That's the new average, I think. Yeah, get in there. Get in there. Hi. 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 I noticed a lot of ride breakdowns in California Adventure. Oh. So Ooh. twice when we visited cars, they were – Mm-hmm. Out of commission. Uh-huh. That one breaks down a that's lot. A, that's Tower a and Terror, once okay. or twice, Double out of times. commission. That makes me uncomfortable. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, Tower of Terror breaking. All of the rides, yes. I don't want that yeah. one to the break down. The ride drops, it's not working right, right well, now. It's you know, for 15 minutes. How do, you, how do you walk out of it? Like in uh, like Indy, when it, when it broke down, when I was on the, you just get out and you right, walk. Right, right. Uh, oh, other that's ride. not even my worry. But it's how do you, like, but how, but, uh, oh, I know, but I'm just saying, how do you, how do they walk you out of a ride when you're in an elevator? Well, actually, so you know how it has that weird shape? You know how it has that thing coming out the side? Right. Uh-huh. Isn't that why? No. The reason why it's coming out from the side when they, you're talking about the very top, Oh, right? the very yeah. top. It's not just like a... The reason is, when, and this is uh, from uh, Mark yeah, was, Starkey. Okay. Can you guys but, use words that aren't thing? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so if, if you okay. look at the Tower of Terror at uh, Walt Disney World, uh-huh. it's basically kind of up and down. It's straight a hotel. Up and down. It it's looks a like a normal building. hotel. If you look at the one in DCA, um, it kind of juts out on the sides. Like the it looks like top. a T. Right, and the reason why is that, uh, according to... Mark Starkey, people, yes. Uh, is that when they built it, they had the pulleys in the very top, and when they were building it, or almost finished, they realized, we didn't build any way for you to get to the pulleys to actually service the pulleys. And that's why they had to build it out, mm. so you can actually get around 
That's sort of a support. That's interesting. Hmm. I've always I've always wondered why that odd shape at yeah. the top of the building. I, I asked that same someone, question. Yeah. Someone got fired. <laughs> Some <laughs> architect got fired. I've Real literally fired. never wondered that. No, really? me neither. Because I look at it with such disdain and <laughs> and fear. Like I don't Dude, care gosh, why it looks I, stupid. It looks stupid. Every time I ride that ride. I am almost thirty two years old. Every time it shakes I know. Thirty two on Saturday. It sh- It does that part where it's just about to fall and it shakes. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this isn't part of the ride. What's going on? <laughs> I'm about to die. Why did I get in this line? And then I have this whole thing and then it's fun. And oh. then I get off. Hmm. Stupid. I, I have cool that story. whole thing too, but it never gets fun. <laughs> like I said before, I'd love to just go in the queue, go through the line, take great some queue. photos, and then leave. Just have the walk through? Go, go, through the, go through the chicken exit and just leave. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to get scared. Yeah, see, I like the entire thing. No, I'm sorry. I meant the opposite of that. <laughs> uh, I hate everything. I, no, yeah. I hate, I hate, all, I hate all of that ride. Strike that, reverse it. Right until, yeah. I, like, the moment that you're on, you're back on the ground and I get out, I'm like, wow, that was so awesome. And then I am, I almost, by the time I'm out of that store that you right. have to go through, I hate it again. <laughs> but there's this small little moment where I'm like, that was so awesome. I'm so glad I did it. But it's uh, pretty short-lived. Oh, huh. you're a big mess. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't good. even get that thought out right. I literally no. gave you the wrong thought. It's yeah. Okay. Trust <laughs> me, I'm I, I used to that. It's the best worst <laughs> ride ever. Uh, <laughs> let's do feedback. Oh, okay. Ooh. Um, so it's really just one, but it was broken up into two parts. So here we go. This one's from our friend Ian. I mean, I, I assume he's friends with us. I don't know the person, but. What's the feedback turn? <laughs> Hello, all. Big fans of the podcast, also a fan of the BN. Anyways, in regards to your trip to Disney World, as other people have mentioned, um, I also agree that the Animal Kingdom is is a half-day trip, especially if you don't have kids. Okay. I would highly recommend booking a breakfast buffet at Tusker House in Animal Kingdom. Besides being a good breakfast buffet, it gets you into the park an hour early, or an hour before it opens, uh, Hmm. so when you're done eating, you can head uh, immediately to the safari ride, which will allow you to see the animals before it gets too hot, and most of them are... Most of them begin to hide. It also puts you in the position to not wait in line for the ride um, and save a fast pass for something else. So Okay. Book it. Tried. Shh. Nothing. What? So he got me real excited about it, and I was like, yeah. oh, perfect. Yeah, sounds amazing. I was amazing. like, I've never even heard of that one, so I'm sure that there's a reservation. No, there's no. not. Okay. Oh. Um, well, Ian, thanks for nothing. Yeah. Uh, my second thing is if you don't mind not riding next to each other on the Expedition Everest ride. Nope. Go- don't, don't mind at all. It is our honeymoon. That's true. You're supposed you have to at least pretend to like me. <laughs> I will on the 19th of September <laughs> yes. from 4 to 405. <laughs> Great. Right. Are, you know our ceremony is longer than that. It's only something no, it's not. five minutes. <laughs> it's not a five minute ceremony. Anyway, I <laughs> moving forward. Moving forward, Ian says, I have never waited more than five to six minutes to get on. The single rider entrance is kind of hidden, but keep your eyes open. Also a great tip. I did get us um, Expedition Fast Passes, though, so hopefully those will work. Okay, great. And then he followed up and said, I believe – so he wrote in again mm-hmm. and said, I believe I heard you were staying at the Grand Floridian. The pool bar there has a special Cigar City tap that changes constantly with uh, special Cigar City releases, unlike many of the bar taps at Disney, which have some great beers but are usually the uh, same. So definitely hit that up. Nice. Cool. Cheers. Cigar City is a good brewery Love in Florida. Cigar City. Yeah. 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 Great place. Awesome. That's it for feedback right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Walt Disney World, how is our planning going? Um, 
And then we were talking about fast passes. Yeah, so we've kind of figured out the fast pass thing. It was very confusing, but um, which, if I, if I can jump in real fast, the the cool thing we found out, and I think you found out just by ac- by accident. I almost said happenstance and accident, and it came <laughs> out okay. Now I sound like you. Um, is that when it says when it goes in and, and when you start trying to schedule your fast pass time, it gives you a recommendation, but that's not the time. You can actually change that time. Sort of. Is that how it works? No. So it gives you a recommendation. Yes. And you're right. It's not exactly a recommendation because it makes you pick it. Yeah. Well, for a while, you (laughs) thought it was that was the only time we had. Right. Okay. However, it does force you to choose three fast passes, which I thought was very weird. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go back and like log back in and go to this different area where then I found out that you don't have to do that time. You can actually change your time. So it's giving you these suggested times. Some of them were like six o'clock at night, which as we know from our friend Blobber, that you have to use all your fast passes before you can go get more. So if you have a six o'clock one, you can't get any fast passes till after six. So I was like, this is so stupid. I hate everything. Yeah. Um, but then I found out you can go back and sometimes you can change your times if they're not uh-huh taken but they make it really hard for you to find that out it was not a very easy website to use no i cannot uh condone and i know pink bunny is uh (laughs) they're going to uh disney world i think like a week or two before us and Mm. uh they were having the same problem so it's not just you oh good yeah because i was thinking like i know like just for the both of us people do this all the time like why is this so difficult for me but eventually i figured it out you can also cancel so it gives you three fast passes but you can actually Mm -hmm. cancel one of them or two of them if you want. Okay. So then you just have one to get through and then you can move on. So so, so pardon my ignorance. Yes. Because you're, you're blowing my mind with this online booking of fast yeah. passes. <laughs> yeah. So that's a Walt Disney World thing. Oh, uh, okay. So you actually ha- have to do that. Like, I mean, you don't have to. I, I That's the wrong thing. But, like, they okay. really encourage it because by the time you get to the park, you're not going to get any. Like, okay. you're going to get some for, like, eight Because they're at, so busy night. that – Things just run out. Right. I imagine it's like uh, the cars ride, but for every single ride. Um, Yeah. Now, is this per park that you're allowed three, or is it just three per day? Uh, Three. I think it's three per day. Per person per day. Until they're used up, and then you can, you have, is there there a cap? Three. Like, no, no, well, so you, if you use all three, then you can get oh, more. Yeah, so they're uh, they're just get, allowing yeah. you to choose three in advance. Oh, okay. So you're I like see. making a reservation for that ride, essentially. That's so but weird. what Blobber was saying, the way their machine works, is that you can't make them all for the end of the night and then go and get fast passes during the day, just up to the kiosks, because those first three you have to use for you have to use those first. It's very weird work, uh, rules. I'm sure that they yeah. make sense, and I'm sure that they're there for a reason. But being in California, where we can just go to Disneyland mm-hmm. and Say, what do you want to ride? It just feels a little crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, we're running a little bit into the gun, Taryn, so we're going to talk about uh, Wizarding World in the next show. Okay. Okay. Uh, but now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Taryn. Yes. Okay, so I walk to I walk a mile to and from work every day in San Francisco, and so I pass a lot of city greats. And uh, one of the things that I think I think several things when I walk over them, um, but one of the things that I think when I walk over one that you can kind of see a little bit 
uh, underneath and sometimes there's some steam coming up and it looks real gross, Mm -hmm. is I get this like gut fear that I'm going to fall in. Like something's going to happen and it's going to like break open or like it's going to, I don't know, I'm going to fall in Mm -hmm. and I'm going to meet my worst enemy, which is Splinter from (laughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja (laughs) Turtles. And I know he's like the good guy, but <laughs> but I really, really don't like him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, I I can't even. I can't, I can't even. even bro. I can't even, bruh. Sometimes you just got to leave stuff alone. Was Splinter the rat? Splinter yes. was the rat. Splinter was the and rat. And he wore a robe. And he has a sweet face, but he's a rat. He doesn't have a sweet face. He has a rat face. He has face. a rat face. Well, and so I had a, I had a I, rat. I had a mouse problem when I lived in San Francisco. And every time I went to get milk out of the fridge, I just imagined that he was in there and he was going <laughs> to jump out at me. Like, I don't know. I hate this guy. He's your size. But you know that, right? He's, he's a really big nice. Rat. That is part of the problem. But then he wouldn't be he's in your fridge. Giant. He's not real. You can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't argue with, with blonde. You know what I mean? You, just, you can't. There's just no way. You can't even. You know what's great is that I know that she didn't make this up. Like, <laughs> oh, no, this isn't for this, effect. This is not like she didn't. She wasn't like, crap, I need to think of something. He, no, she was like, this oh. is a legitimate fear. And, and he lives in New York, so you're OK. I'm sure he has cousins. Come on. First of all, she is far from OK. <laughs> I love this girl. I love you, too. I love her. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Don't smoke, kids. Yeah. On our own Walt Disney movie. Oh, man. Uh, no. All right. Uh, too soon? Too soon. Uh, it's time for a fact of our show, kids, and we're going to split. Uh, in the early days of the Mouseketeers, Walt Disney held the kids personally responsible for their mouse ears and would charge them $50 if they lost their hats. Whoa. Wow. Now, this is not a rumor. This is according to Annette Funicello gave a, an interview in the 90s or whatever, and she was like, no, Disney, he, Walt would, I think even she may have lost hers or someone else in the troupe had lost theirs. 50 bucks. Wow. That's a lot yeah. of money back then. For a kid? That's a lot of money now. Yeah. Wow. Who are you kidding? Uh, all right, everyone. Thanks a lot for hanging in there. And uh, we'll see you in the parks. <laughs>